Whoa, buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Where's my rifle? Where's my gun? This is for fighting. This is for fun. Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday. Hola. Buenas tardes. Uh, guten Morgen. Uh, hello. I... That's all the that's the all the languages that I know uh, for the good morning. How are you this morning on this fine and frigid Friday? Frigid, it's a frigid firearms Friday. It's uh, <laughs> it's a little crisp, little crisp around the state this morning, and uh, that's good. I was just reading. Uh, uh, this had absolutely nothing to do with firearms, but I was just reading. That uh, the uh, South Central is facing some, I mean, single digits, single digits for today and potentially tomorrow, cold and clear. Well, <clears throat> I guess it's in full swing, huh? That winter thing, um, it's going to happen. It's going to it's gonna be going on. Uh, but cold and clear, I guess, is better than cold and, uh, and or medium cold and a lot of, a lot of snow, a lot of snow. Yeah, about 17 degrees here at the old radio ranch, and um, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with being indoors today and not having to work outside. Let's just put it that way. Let's just put it that way. All right. <clears throat> so today, today, hello, today is Firearms Friday, and uh, if you can't tell, I'm excited about it. I'm um Man, it was a fast week, but it was a draining one, too, at the same time, wasn't it? I mean, aren't you just kind of, like, wrung out? Uh, you just wrung out from all this stuff going on? <clears throat> I know that by the time I hit Friday, I'm like, yes, we get to we get to talk about something other than statewide politics. It's uh, just uh, just amazing. So I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you joining us, and I am ready to... I'm ready to hang out with you now. I guess the 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 the, the, the is there a minus here? There's got to be a minus here. Um, so the minus, I guess, the 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 negative for everything is that uh, I did have a guest lined up. I thought for today, but it just didn't it didn't work out. It did. I've been so focused on making sure that I juggle all the spots and have got all the places together, um, and uh. uh I anyway, the long and the short of it is I thought I had a guest, but it kind of fell apart late yesterday. And you know what? I was just so tired and I had so many other things going on uh, that I would just like, there you go. <clears throat> I, I threw I threw it to the wind and said, you know what? Tomorrow 
You know what the plan is for tomorrow? The plan is no plan. The plan is we'll talk about headlines from around the state and around the nation uh, regarding the Second Amendment and firearms. And then I'm just going to trust to the listeners and we're just going to throw the phone lines open and go from there. And um, I'm pretty confident that that's going to work out. I'm pretty confident that that is going to be a good plan for today. So that's what's happening. We're going to uh, just you and me, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna hang out and and talk about guns and Second Amendment stuff and <clears throat> kind of whatever else we want to talk about. I mean, that, that that just seems to be that seems to be the way to do it. The way to do it. So um, that's the plan. I got a whole lot of headlines that we can uh, dive into and touch base on. And then we're going to uh, open up the phone lines and take some calls. Um, I've even got some good news today. Some good. Now, some people may say, well, that, that was kind of a, you know, because the good news that I usually have is so pure and good and driven that people are like, oh, that's just so, there's nothing in it's just so good. And I love those good news stories. Don't get me wrong. But today, I've got another good news story that, uh, <clears throat> let's just say it's the 2A variant of the good news, okay? So that's uh, that's what's coming on uh, later on this morning. Okay. Um, well, where do I, where do I want to start? Well, I guess I will start by saying that... Um, if you want to call in, uh, I'm going to. Op- I haven't opened up the phone lines yet, <clears throat> so I will. But uh, let's just say I'll open up the phone lines after the second segment. Okay, or into the second. Uh, after, I'll open them up in just a few minutes after the commercial break. How about that? <clears throat> so, if you've called in, I can't see you yet because I haven't turned on the my end of the phone system. So, if you're calling in right now, just relax. We'll be to you here shortly, and uh, we'll. We'll see what we'll see what happens, um, and we'll 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 uh, we'll share all that together. Um, what's some of the big news? Well, let's see. Um, you know, I, I guess we could go with this one. So uh, it, it's just over a year ago when Alec Baldwin, anti-gun activist Alec Baldwin, was. Uh, um, on the set of his movie Rust, <clears throat> and in the course of, uh, I guess, practicing or shooting a scene or getting ready for a scene, that he fatally shot um, the uh, principal director of photography, Ke- uh, Helena Hutchins. And um, the <laughs> talk about a guy who's tone deaf. On the anniversary, I saw this the other day. When it was the one, it was the one year to the day. It was the one year anniversary of uh, of Helena Hutchins, and Alec Baldwin had the unmitigated gall on his Instagram page to post a photo of Helena Hutchins on the page behind the camera, and he disabled. He never. It didn't say anything. He disabled the comments. So all people could do was, I don't know, emote or whatever around it. And uh, he put it up there. Now, I understand you may want to celebrate somebody's life and do it. But, I mean, that was so, so tone deaf that, uh, I mean, I just, 
don't even I don't even know what to say. That is so tone deaf. Um, but Alec Baldwin um, may be facing a little bit harder news in the coming days. Um, it looks like he may have gotten some more bad news earlier this week, uh, as it seems that investigators in New Mexico um, are now wrapping up their investigation. According to the New York Post, the Santa Fe Sheriff's Office completed its investigation Thursday into the fatal rust shooting that left cinematographer Helena Hutchinson's dead and criminal charges against those involved, including Alec Baldwin, may be imminent. Today, District Attorney Mary Carmack Altwise received the Santa Fe County Sheriff's investigative report on the Rust movie set incident, said Heather Brewer, the spokesperson for Santa Fe's top prosecutor. The district attorney and her team of investigators and prosecutors will now begin a thorough review of the information and evidence to make a thoughtful, timely decision about whether to bring charges. Brewer said the prosecutor's focus will be, quote, on the upholding the integrity of the process, enforcing the laws of the state of New Mexico, and pursuing justice, unquote. Brewer could not provide a timeline on when Carmack Altwise would have her decision ready, but said there's no statutory deadlines in New Mexico that dictate how much time has to uh, she has to press charges beyond the statute of limitations itself. Um, it seems like <clears throat> that uh, she's been gearing up for a prosecution against uh, this thing the whole time. Remember, she was the one that asked the, um, I guess it was the state legislature of uh, the, the state of New Mexico for a bunch of money because she may be expecting to gear up to prosecute somebody with deep pockets. Um, and really the only one involved in this whole thing that had the super deep pockets is Alec Baldwin himself. Although it seems like she also may be uh, going after somebody other than the A-lister. Um, it also looks that there could be potentially charges for three others, including the producer, the armorer, and one more uh, on the set. But uh, whoever else is going to get charged, uh, Baldwin's the one that's going to be sucking up all the oxygen in the room. So it's going to be very, very interesting um, uh, what happened. Uh, the armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, <clears throat> is also a potential candidate, as I just mentioned. But apparently there's also some evidence, uh, according to uh, an article that was written by Bearing Arms uh, back in August, where there, she simply wasn't allowed to do her job in the first place. Uh, the state's version of OSHA found evidence of that, which would uh, could have an impact on the decision of whether or not she should be prosecuted. So more, I mean, this while this is tangentially, you know, associated with firearms simply because here's a guy who is so vehemently anti-gun, who's making a movie regarding guns, and in the fact of, in the course of making a fictitious, you know, a fictional, fictitious story about, you know, the Old West and everything, and then uses guns to get his point across, incidentally shoots somebody on the crew, I, I still think it's got, I, th I still think it's got ramifications for Firearms Friday. Um, this, to me, is, this, to me, is just more proof positive that you know, when you got anti-gun people who really know nothing about firearms but are pretending to know about firearms and end up doing something like this, um, the, just the hypocrisy of these kind of things is, um, 
it, it is just astonishing. The absolute hypocrisy of the I mean, you want to see if you want to see a an actor who embraces a role and who you want to see the perfect actor when it comes to guns. The per, this is in my mind. Um, and I'm just going to say Keanu Reeves. There's a guy that doesn't press his viewpoint on anybody. Probably one of the nicest, most soft-spoken people. Um, I mean, you could find stories about Keanu Reeves on the internet. Uh, everything from giving his jacket to a homeless man to just riding on the bus uh, instead of taking a limousine, <clears throat> riding on the bus from an airport to somewhere else. Um, just just being the most down-to-earth guy possible. Not pushing us with a bunch of his viewpoints and everything else. And when he went to do the John Wick movies... Uh, first of all, he was – you can go back all the way to when he was doing the Matrix movies, and he did a ton of training in various martial arts disciplines and everything else and guns. And, I mean, he was a ty- – they said he was a machine. He just wanted to learn. He just sucked it up. And when he was training for John Wick, he didn't just pretend. He did, just didn't depend on the camera angle. He didn't – no, this guy went out and got serious professional training. Like Keanu Reeves could go out and compete in three gun championships right now. That's how that's how good. It, there are plenty of videos floating around the internet of Keanu Reeves training uh, in between John Wick movies, showing him utilizing the long gun, the shotgun, and the pistol at a variety of different ranges and things like that. He knows exact, and he, you could see he's he's exercising trigger discipline. He's uh, never flagging the camera. He's never doing any of those things. This is a guy that takes stuff seriously. And uh, yet we hear from the Alec Baldwins and the Liam Neesons of the world and all these big names who are like, I'm going to use a gun to make a bunch of money, but boy, you shouldn't have those guns. Right? So while I'm saddened by the death of Helena Hutchins, I'm also like, you know, interested to see what kind of come up at somebody like Alec Baldwin is going to get. And here's the thing. This is the problem. I like Alec Baldwin as an actor. I mean, I like almost everything that I've seen. One of my favorite kind of pulpy movies that I enjoy watching every now and then because I'm a huge fan of radio theater was the movie The Shadow. Um, which was that, you know, it had Alec Baldwin playing Lamont Cranston and everything. I love that movie. I would watch that movie all the time. But when jack wagons like Alec Baldwin get out there and get, thank you, well, I've, you know, I've, uh, I've paid my dues, you know, Hunt for Red October. I mean, some of those say, I like those movies. Um, but when it comes down to it, it's like, you know, nobody, I'm watching you because of your acting skills. I'm not watching you because I think that you, somehow know better than me how we should run the country, right? I can't remember which actor it was. I think it was Jimmy Stewart that said something like, you know, they pay me to be an, when he was asked at some point when actors started sounding off on politics and he's like, they, they don't, you don't pay me for that. You pay me to act. You don't want to hear about what my viewpoint is on stuff. Well, apparently today that's, uh, you know, that's that's the way it is. Um, we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll see what, uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, uh, we're up against the break. And so I, that means that we're going to take some phone calls on the other side and we got some other stories to discuss. And I don't know, I'm just going to riff about stuff today. Uh, and we'll try and tie it all back to firearms Friday because, uh, that's what this is all about. That's right. That's what this is all about. It's a little gun day today. 
All right, my friends, we'll be back with more. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll return with more and phone calls on the other side. T-G-I-F-F. Thank goodness it's Firearms Friday. We'll be back with more right after this. Regularly heard on American radio. Okay, uh, so first things first, so that I don't forget, uh, because we know we know how that goes. We know how that goes. I could forget, like right now. Uh, let me, um, let me. First of all, let me do this. All right, I'm going to do that. Can I draw this down? I can. Oh man, look at that. Okay. Uh, so first things first, we're going to la- we're going to launch the uh, phone system, where I'm going to try to not blast your ears out with this. Thanks for calling the call in line or the mic. Okay. Hey, it didn't uh, it didn't blast your ears out. I'm totally shocked. Usually when I do that, it pegs the meter. When it first connects, it's like. Bleh! Hello. Um, all right. Uh, so that's up and running. And uh, looks like we've got uh, looks like we got the phone systems all working and nobody is in the phone is nobody's on the phone. OK, because you can before I turn the phone system, when I say turn the phone systems on, what I really mean is that I'm connecting to the phone systems and uh, so that I can see the interface and do all that kind of stuff. I've, I've logged into the interface occasionally and seen like two or three people just sitting there. Um, so you can call the phones at any time, but it's, it's one of those things. Uh, okay. Um, let me go back uh, uh, to the top. Anybody here or about or been to this new business in Fairbanks called Shooters? I'm curious about running the simulator courses. You missed it this last weekend. They were available at the Carlson Center during the Go Winter Expo. It is a cool, cool um, situation. Something like 1,100 scenarios built into this unit uh, where you can go over there and try it. It's definitely worth it. Uh, Definitely worth to go check it out, Anthony. You will enjoy it as well. Um, All right. Uh, What else we get? Um, you big a couple listeners called in last week the actual experience said Brian yeah uh, Kevin McKinley was actually talking about it uh, because he he got he used shooters for a fundraiser and uh, which I thought was funny because he was kind of taking a page out of my book when I ran for borough assembly I actually had a uh, I actually had a fundraiser at the gun range with machine guns and everything it was funny um. Hawk said, no notification from Facebook this morning. I got one from YouTube and Twitch, though. Which, again, folks, just proves to you one more time why if you haven't, again, subscribed on YouTube, you need to. Even if you're not going to watch it on YouTube. Because YouTube's notifications are much more reliable than Facebook's. And uh, they will come through. So even if you're not going to watch it on YouTube... I suggest that you uh, at least go over and subscribe and ring the bell because you will get the notifications and then you can 
you can hop over to uh, to the Facebook to the face the Facebook. Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, let's see. Crime in Nancy Pelosi's hometown. Uh, intruder violently assaulted her husband. Nancy Pelosi's husband violently assaulted in their home. House Speaker's office says I didn't even hear about that. Um, let's see. Info at shootersalaska.com. Uh, Rick says that uh, Alec Baldwin's going to get involuntary manslaughter at least. Uh, we'll see. Um, according to CNN, Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked with a hammer. Well, there you go. Carpenters beware. Because the next thing you know, she's going to be talking about assault hammers. That's, that's what it's going to, that's, that's when it's going to, that's what it is. You know, you're going to be, you're going to be assault hammers. Um, Keanu Reeves rocks. She loves, uh, Sandy loves me. Keanu I mean, I think I, I dig him. There's, I, there's been plenty of movies where I have, uh, um, you know, that were, I thought were underrated. Um, 47 Ronin. Have you watched that? That's, that's an, that's an, I, that was very stylized. I really enjoyed that movie as well. Um, okay. All right. Uh, thank goodness it's Firearms Friday. I thought I meant tongue goes in first. Well, there you go. That, that now, you know, now, you know. All right, let's do this. The Michael Duke show, common sense, Liberty based free thinking radio. Yeah, so we had a question about uh, uh, about uh, the new shooting simulator in Fairbanks. Now, there's a there's a shooting simulator down here in Wasilla. Uh, it's over at Point Blank Firearms. Uh, Donna Anthony has got this amazing unit uh, that uh, you stand in front of, and it's a big wall like a video, like you're standing in front of it. It's kind of immersive in the scenario. And then she hands you a firearm. Uh, what feels like a firearm. It's not a real gun, although it's weighted like a real gun. It has blowback like a real gun. And then she they put you in these scenarios where they're like shoot, no shoot scenarios and things like that. And this is what the this is what shooters has up in Fairbanks, something very similar. Um, and so if you want some real world training, you want some real you want some real, you know, in your face kind of um if you want some real, if you want to be, if you want to have your socks shocked right off of you, I suggest you go out and book a little bit of time on one of these simulators because it will surprise you. I will tell you, I did the, uh, I used the one over at Point Blank here about, I guess it was six or seven years ago. Um, I used the one over at Point Blank and, um, you know, obviously I'm a pretty big gun guy, right? And I've done a lot of training and I've done a lot of shooting and I've done a lot of dry fires and I've done a lot of mental what if scenarios, you know, what happens if and what, you know, I've done a lot of that stuff. And then she put me on this simulator and um, it scared the hell out of me. All right. Because it put, I walked, went through several scenarios and I was doing okay. And then she put me in this scenario uh, where, 
you're following some guy. He looks over his shoulder and says, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, he's talking to you like your friends or whatever. You know, come on in and blah, 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 blah. And, again, this is shoot, no shoot. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm, like, looking around for threats, thinking that there's going to be a home invader. And your buddy turns around and shoots you, okay? And it was, like, the shocking – I wasn't paying attention to the cues on him, you know, because you're hyped up. It's a scenario. You're looking for the boogeyman around the corner. And I no, maybe he wasn't your friend. You were being involved, whatever it was. Anyway, it just shocked me the first time I went through that. And I was like, can we run that again? Because I want to look for, now I wanted to look for all the cues that this guy was up to no good. And uh, I mean, just, it, it really was eye-opening. Those kind of things, those kind of scenarios are just eye-opening. And I don't know how many, simula- I don't know how many, uh, uh, scenarios are on the one down here in Wasilla. I don't recall. Again, it's been six or seven years since I did it. But um, Craig Campo and uh, was telling me eleven something like a thousand eleven hundred different scenarios on the unit in Fairbanks, um, which is cool. It's called Shooters, and it's up above the um, it's up above the Roundup Steakhouse, uh, in which is kind of weird. I mean, but you know. I don't know. I guess I could go shooting, and they do have a they do have a tremendous steak. Oh, they've got a cheesesteak at the Roundup that's amazing. The sto- the what do they call it? The, it's like a Western stroge. It's like a stroganoff cheesesteak. It's amazing. Um, so you could go upstairs and shoot for an hour or two, and then go downstairs and have a good meal. It's uh, it, it but it is it it really is eye opening. It really is eye opening. So uh, anyway, um. That's that's what I want to talk about. Uh, okay, um, uh, I, I'm sorry. Somebody just somebody posted. Apparently, Nancy Pelosi's hu- let me hit uh, let me hit the Drudge Report here. Apparently, Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked in San Francisco, violently assaulted, violently assaulted, and CNN is reporting, um, and and CNN is reporting that he was attacked. With a hammer. That was what happened. He was attacked with a hammer. Or did they say that he was hammered again? I can't. I guess it was a hammer. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband is, he got hammered. Uh, not in the good way, I guess, apparently. And I said, um, well, those carpenters, they're about to have a bad day because the next thing Nancy Pelosi should do, right, is she's going to go out there and ban assault hammers. Because a hammer was used to assault her. I mean, this this is the this is the right. This is the idea of assault weapons. Any weapon, any weapon, or anything that can be turned into a weapon can be an assault weapon. You know, you want to hit him with a car? It's an assault car. You want to hit him with a bat? It's an assault bat. You want to punch him in the throat? crush their larynx and kill them, assault hands. This idea of assault weapon is such a, well, this is the perfect example, again, of the left being very good at capturing the narrative, at changing the vocabulary and creating, I mean, it's like ghost guns. What a spooky word. Ghost guns, right? I mean, to paraphrase Scooby-Doo, I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, these are simply homemade guns. That's what they are. They're homemade guns. Ghost guns are homemade guns. But homemade guns 
doesn't sound nearly as scary as ghost guns. So it's a capturing of the language. Assault weapon. What does that mean? It's a double rainbow. What does that mean? It, wh- what does it mean, assault weapon? I don't know. And neither do you. You know, you say assault rifle. Any rifle can be used. You know, your Red Ryder BB gun can be used to assault someone. But this is this is what it is. But this just brings to light. If Nancy Pelosi doesn't come out and start talking about assault hammers, I've lost all respect for her. Not that I had much to begin with, but you know what I mean. Assault. Wait. Anything that can be used to assault somebody. I mean, it reminds me of that old meme video, which I've posted several times over the years because I just find it so hysterical. It's a, it's this blonde woman who had a shtick on, I can't remember if it was on YouTube or Instagram or where, but she had this shtick where she played the dumb blonde, uh, the stereotypical dumb blonde, and it was just, it was hysterical because she goes... You know, I want to buy a gun to defend myself, but I want to make sure that I buy not one of the, uh, you know, one of the murder guns. I want to buy the defensive gun. I want to buy the one that defends me, not the ones that murder. I want, you know, the, it, it was just, it was the whole thing like, it's the gun that did it, not the people, not the things. Oh, they just bought the wrong gun. That's the murder gun. <laughs> you know, I don't want to buy the gun for killing. I want to buy the gun for saving, which... Uh, the whole irony here is is what we're talking about is that any gun can be an assault. And that goes right back to that whole discussion about weapons of war, right? That's the kind of the latest phrase that you've seen roll out over the last couple of years. How many politicians, especially those in the anti-gun variety, have have you heard mention about getting these weapons of war off our streets? We need to get these weapons of war. I mean, like there's somebody's running around, you know, with <clears throat> claymore mines and bazookas and and tanks and stuff. Weapons of war off our streets. Now, I'm being a little bit mocking and facetious for a reason, because anybody who understands the histories of fi- the history of firearms understands that the vast majority of firearms have their roots in warfare. Right? Your granddad's lever action Winchester Model 94, Winchester Model 76, Winchester, the Sharps, weapons of war used in wars. You know, your 38 caliber revolver. Uh, you know, with the with a little lanyard clip on the bottom of it, weapon of Colt 1911, weapon of war, bolt action Enfield, bolt action uh, Remington 700, the most ubiquitous bolt action hunting rifle in the world, weapon of war. The basis of the M24 sniper system is a modified Remington 700. So, I mean, you could see how they they capture the language and then they twist it and use it to, well, quite honestly, to freak the straight people out, to freak out the non-gun people, 
to get the anti-gunners riled up and get those in the middle that are neither pro-gun nor anti-gun kind of quaking in their boots about all this, oh, that's, oh, ah, ghost guns. What do I, Martha, what do we do? I mean, come on. I mean, this, this whole thing is just, I mean, crazy. Anyway, this all started out talking about Nancy Pelosi getting any weapon will do, folks. Doesn't have to be a gun. Can be a hammer. How many people? There was a knifing here recently. There was a big, huge stabbing, and I've forgotten things happen, right? So I've forgotten where it was. But recently, there was a big, huge stabbing attack where they stabbed a bunch of people. Uh, of course, we can remember the uh, we're in we're thanks we're at uh, uh, Halloween, which which holiday is it? Halloween. And what was it? Five years ago, that guy rented the pickup truck from wherever and drove over a bunch of Halloweeners, uh, a bunch of trick or treaters, in um, I think it was New York. You know, just ran them down. Assault truck, right? Assault knife, assault bow and arrow. All I mean, this cap this capturing the language thing has just really it's bugged me for years. I've talked about this for years, and when they first came out with the whole idea of assault weapon, the AWB, the assault weapons ban, and they were vilifying. This is back in the nineties. They're assault. They're vilifying that. They're you know I mean again the best advertisement I ever saw was the picture of three AR-15 stacked one on top of another in this picture, and they're like this one's legal this one's not this one's legal this one's not what's the difference this one's got a bayonet lug oh this one's got an adjustable stock oh this one they all shoot the same bullet in the same caliber from the same muzzle muzzle velocity with the same lethality, so what you've got is you've got a bunch of people who are making rules and laws about things that they don't understand, which goes right back to the whole Alec Baldwin thing, right? The whole Alec Baldwin thing of, wow, uh, here's a guy that gripes about guns, dismisses people, vilifies average citizens for wanting to own them, and then goes about and glorifies the use of guns in his storytelling and in his movies. That's a hypocrite. That's a hypocrite. And because they don't understand guns, things like what happened on the set of Rust happen. It was Carolyn McCarthy trying to explain to Tucker Carlson what a barrel shroud is. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? When Tucker Carlson, this is before he was at Fox News, this is back when he was almost a nobody, is interviewing Carolyn McCarthy, the senator from New York, about the assault weapons ban, and he lists off a bunch of things that are banned by the AWB, and he says, including a barrel shroud. Tell me, Senator, what's a barrel shroud? She says, uh, 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 it's, the, uh, uh, it's the shoulder thing that goes up. The what? You're a senator writing laws that are infringing on the rights of millions of Americans, and you have no idea what a barrel shroud is because you wrote it specifically. It's one of six or seven different specific things that are banned, and yet you don't know what it is. And you're out there pumping it, saying this is the best thing since sliced white bread. <sighs> wow, I didn't expect to get all wound up about that. Assault hammers. You never would have thought that that would have triggered that kind of uh, setback. All right. Now we're going to continue. It is Firearms Friday. And nobody's called. I figured, man, somebody would call, tell me how wrong I am, 
how wrong I... It is an assault weapon. You are just... Oh. All right. We're going to go. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense. Liberty-based. Free-thinking radio. Back with more in your calls after this. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Okay. Um... Ooh, man, Michael just laid something profound. I'm way behind in the chat, so I'm going to try and get caught up in the chat here. Um, But, uh, well, first of all, let me go backwards a little bit. Um, Sandy says, LOL, ghost guns, just in time for Halloween. (laughs) Ghost guns. Um, Michael. Michael on YouTube says, I got two hammers, one for each of you. Right? That's the Doc Holiday thing. Uh, but he goes on to say something else, which I think is super profound. Wait for it. Here it comes. That's why they, anti-gunners, are against veterans. Weapons of war. Yeah. Right? Because the veterans scare them. Because they have a socialist utopian society built up in their minds and they follow the narrative that the only way that society can move forward is with the direct benevolent intervention of government. And you, you neophytic troglodyte knuckle-dragging moron, you are in the way of that progress. Was it a ghost hammer? I think I could safely say it probably was not a ghost hammer. Although it probably was not serialized. She will be calling for serial numbers on hammers in the future. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Nerf gun can be used to assault. I myself have been assaulted with a Nerf gun. All right. Uh, it's Friday and I'm getting the giggles on a gun talk show. I'm in a mood today. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. My husband used to say the Martha thing. So who the heck is Martha? Martha, Martha, where is it? Where are my socks? I can't find my socks. Um, where's my underwear? Can't find my underwear. <laughs> Where are my teeth? Uh, all right. Oh, man. Your number's not posted in the graphic. Oh, my gosh. Barbara Dunn called me out. The number was not posted in the graphic. Are you telling me you don't have that number on speed dial in your phone at this point? Man, I could just mention that the phone lines are going to be open later and not even say the phone number for two hours and people will call in. Anyway, Barbara, there's the phone number. And uh, thanks to your friends at Satellite West for... uh, uh, for sponsoring this hour of the program. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, 
I'm just going through some of the things. Rick is out there bailing hay at 18 degrees with all the frost on the stuff. Man. Yeah, that sounds like, uh, yeah. Um, it'd be great if you had those TPS reports done later on. Okay. Uh, okay. That's it. I'm caught up. I'm all caught up. Troglodyte. Oh, and then I, I, I said troglodyte, so Sandy was kind enough to drop the definition in the chat room for those of you who missed it. Mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragging troglodyte. I've been accused of that occasionally, a time or two. I have been accused of that. Um, all right. <clears throat> so... Yeah, I was on a bit of a roll there. I just, you know, I, I just, I can't, you know, I guess at some point, if you, instead of aggravate or motivate, you just have to elucidate and entertain. Because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. I'm going to cry about this. I mean, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. Because you're so frustrated with it. Because you watch this stupidity go on. I mean, come on. Anybody who's a nerdy dad like me nerdy dad uh anybody who's uh, who's not a nerdy dad but anybody who's got some common sense an ounce of common sense can look at this stuff unemotionally and go mm, that just doesn't make sense um you know again the weapons of war thing every gun i mean i don't think you could go back to almost any firearm and not trace its roots back to a weapon of war you know well, you could still have the hunting rifles. You know, I'm a hunter, and I don't necessarily... I'm a, I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment, but... You can hear the butt coming. It's a butt the size of Montana. That butt is so wide you could show a double feature on it. Right? I mean, it's just... you. Can, but... Maybe we should talk about that next. Maybe we should just dive into that because that's the other thing the zumbos of the world the zumbos i mean that's actually a that's actually a, a, a noun now right to a zumbo um <clears throat> i don't know we'll see where we go let's uh, dive into it the michael duke show common sense radio hello Okay. So somebody pointed out to me in the chat room, I'm like, why isn't anybody calling? Is everybody just busy today? And they're like, well, you haven't mentioned the phone number once. Well, that's because I'm a radio show host with over 25 years of experience. Why would I answer? Why would I give you the phone number if I wanted you to call in? Right? I mean, come on. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3. I figured most of you guys have got this thing in your... You've already, you've already punched it into your cell phone, right? You've got it on speed dial. Phone lines are open, 907-433-3150. This hour of Firearms Friday is brought to you by your friends at Satellite West. You can find them 
at SatelliteWest.com. And they can find you anywhere in the state of Alaska. I mean, you could be on a rugged mountaintop somewhere in the White Mountains. You could be, you know, at the bottom of Clam Gulch. You could be out in a boat somewhere off the coast of Nome. And they can find you and help you get connected whether it's a phone call, whether it's an email, a text, or you're just out there surfing the internet, watching the latest Netflix. I mean, that gives a whole new meaning to the term Netflix and chill when you're out on the Bering Sea. You know what I mean? Uh, whatever it is, Satellite West can get you hooked up. They've got it all, and you can find them at SatelliteWest.com. And uh, there you go. Just just jump in there and and and, and tell them thank you for sponsoring this hour of the program. Well, apparently Barbara was right. I just didn't give the phone number and uh, nobody called in because, I mean, aren't you guys putting this in your phone? Brian says he just tells Siri to call Dukes. Hello, Siri. Call Dukes. And she says, calling the ninth circle of hell. Thank you. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's go over to the uh, to the phone lines and talk with you. I mean, I got, I got plenty of stuff to talk about, but I love talking to you. So let's start. Over there. Over there. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Carlene. Well, good morning, Carlene. How are you this morning? Excellent. Couldn't be better. But um, I have two, two things. Um, they might be a little bit off topic, but it's different. Um, the senatorial Eight last night, Ali Shabaka. You okay? So for Carlene, first of all, let me say your phone is breaking up, and it was breaking up yesterday. So I don't know if you're walking away from your remote base or whatever, but you're breaking up a little bit. You were saying that you were watching the senatorial debates last night, right? Yes. Okay. All right. And the go ahead. The question was about the pandemic. And uh, they were to give a grade as to how well handled it. And Lisa Murkowski gave an A because of how quickly the things out. But the chilling statement she made, prepare for the next pandemic. There will be one. Okay. All right. So, so that broke up a little bit, but I'm going to come, I'm going to rephrase what you just said. You said that Lisa Murkowski gave the United States an A for the pandemic response and then said, be prepared for the next one because there will be a next one. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. But there's a better story. Um, listen to public broadcasting and trying to get news over here. And uh, Brad Keithley is probably very aware of this. But in California right now, there are lease auctions for the offshore wind lease deal. Uh, the people that win that will get tax credit up to 30% of cost for the offshore wind towers that are platforms their cables tied to the bottom of the ocean, and they can bring the wind uh, towers in to be worked on. It could serve 400 million people with electricity 
You're breaking up so and bad. Guess who's bidding on this? Who, who's bidding? Who's bidding for the offshore wind towers that can be dragged in and be maintained from shore? They're anchored to the bottom of the sea. I got all that. Who's who's bidding on it quickly though, Carlene? Because yes. your your phone is breaking up bad. Um, this is a landline GCI. Okay, EP and Shell <laughs> with high business. <laughs> yep. Well, so this makes me wonder about full baby drill. You know, it would be cheaper for them to bid on this in California than put a pipeline or drill in Alaska. Yeah, well, they're probably sick and tired of, de- of, de- of dealing with uh, a lot of the Alaskan politics and everything else. Uh, I guess not surprising that they're going to try and diversify with the way the world is going with this push for green energy. Probably not that surprising that they're trying to diversify as well. All right, Carlene, thank you so much for calling in. You're usually crystal clear, but the last couple of days, I don't know why. Again, maybe it's GCI. I don't know. Whatever's going on with you. But it's good to hear from you, and I appreciate you calling in and joining us this morning. All right, let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, good morning. It's Brady from Las Vegas. Good morning, Brady. What's on your mind? Hey, I got to ask you, what do you think about Elon Musk? Using Starlink to aid the uh, Ukrainian Nazis on the ground to pinpoint the truth. Um, I think that it's uh, I think that it's an amazing thing. I'm happy that Elon Musk was t- able to turn on the Starlink system above Ukraine and give both the Ukrainian government and Ukrainian civilians the ability to access the internet and share what was going on over there. I think it's a I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, I'm very happy with that. I'm assuming that you're not. So absolutely horrible. No, yeah. absolutely horrible. Why would you be aiding the Ukrainian Nazi, the Azov Battalion, and all the soldiers of fortune that went to, to fight against the true patriots, the Russians, who are taking out these Zionists? Oh, wow. Zionists, huh? You just said Nazis and Zionists in the same sentence, Brady. You keep using those words. I don't think they mean what you think they mean. Uh, because a Nazi and a Zionist, mm, kind of opposite ends of the stick, you know? But thanks for our entertainment for today. Our entertainment for today. <laughs> Nazis and the Zionists, they're one and the same. There's a little bit of weirdness over there. Um. All right. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, okay, that was uh, that was it. Uh, that was that was uh, that was interesting to say the least. All right, phone lines are still open. We had one or two callers drop off because I was on the line with Carlene for a little bit there. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Carlene needs a little satellite west over in Kodiak. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't. She's usually crystal clear, but the last couple of days, it's like, you know, cutting in and out and doing whatever. I don't know if it's her phone or what. Um, all right. So uh, it, it's gun Q&A, right? So I've got the phone lines open at 907-433-3150. And we will answer questions about guns today for the remainder of the show. Um, I know Willie Waffles coming up here at the end of the next hour to talk with us about the weekend movie reviews. I'm looking forward to that. That's the lighter side segment of my Firearm Friday shows. 
And uh, we're going to be talking with him. Um, I might actually take him a little early today because uh, I know he's got a lot to talk about. Um, but uh, in the meanwhile, all the lines are open. All the lines are open to talk about and answer any gun question that uh, we've got going on. I would love to see. Um, is it because did she, is her phone not working because she voted against Louise Stutes? Maybe. Maybe that could possibly be it. All right, uh, we're coming up on the break. I uh, and I just somebody just called in, and we're coming up on the break. That's uh, of course how it always happens. We got about twenty-five seconds here, caller. So hold the line. You're going to be first up in the queue. I don't want to shortchange you. I want you to give. I want to. I want you to have a chance to talk about what you want to talk about, as long as it's about the Nazis, not about the Nazi Zionists, which. That's like the NAACP and the KKK on the same thing. I just. All right. Uh, we're out of time for t- uh, for this hour. we got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common Sense, Liberty-based, Free Thinking Radio. It's Firearms Friday. What is the perfect gun for granny? Small but gets the job done. Go. Well, it depends on a lot of factors. Uh, I mean, is granny frail or is granny pretty robust? I mean, is she a farm granny or is she, you know, kind of an old wizened granny? I mean, I hate to, my wife is a grandmother. I don't want, you know, my wife shoots a 357, okay? So, I mean, she's got a snub nose compensated 357 that she shoots. That's the perfect gun for her. Now, again, what kind of granny are we talking about? Farm granny. She's tough. She milks cows all day. She's got hands like rocks and irons and leather. Um, I would say that the largest caliber that she can comfortably shoot with a pistol that's ergonomic to her grip. Um, and if she is confident and willing to do the training and do the time and do the practice, a semi-automatic would work fine. If she is not, if she is less so, then probably a revolver. You know, if she's not willing to do the same amount of training, a revolver, a Derringer. Oof, man. Have you ever shot a Derringer? That is unfun. Okay. If you've never shot a Derringer, you would realize it is because... It is unfun to shoot a Derringer, especially like one of those little 44 Magnum Bulldog things. Good God almighty. I'd rather slam my hand in a door. I would rather slam my hand in a door. Barbara says she has two. How much shooting do you do with them, Barbara? Do you go to the range and blow through a whole box of ammo in one of them? Because nope. Now, I mean, granted... If it's a last-ditch effort and it's your life or whatever, you're going to use the Derringer, but they are not fun to conceal carry. It's not. It would not be your standard carry. First of all, <clears throat> first of all, it's only two shots. It's only two shots. Um, sometimes one, depending on the manufacturer of the design. Um, but it is definitely not something that you want to, especially if it's a, you know, if you're talking about something like a 22 Magnum or something, okay. All right. But you start seeing some of these Derringers that are upwards, you know, into the 357 or the 44 caliber one, just not, I've shot a 44 caliber Bulldog Derringer. I will never shoot one again because they're just not fun. 
It's a handful of explosive. It's just not, not, again, last ditch, I'm all about it. If that's what it is, last ditch, I am all about it. Uh, but I would say Granny, if she's not going to practice uh, very much, a revolver probably makes more sense. If she's going to get a lot of practice in and she can swap the mags and she's got the hand strength to rack the slide and do all that, any small caliber, smaller caliber, probably 9, not 380. 380's recoil, surprisingly, is usually brighter than that of a 9, and I mean more felt than that of a 9mm, because a 380's pistol, generally speaking, is a lighter pistol. It is a, the, the, the physical size of the pistol is smaller. And so it does not combat the recoil as much as a heavier pistol does. So generally feeling the felt recoil on a 380 is more than a 9mm. So get her a small, slim 9, like a micro 9 or something. One of the, the you know, the Walther, uh, what is it, the Walther M line that's the real slim one. It's less than a deck of cards thick. I mean, there's there's some crazy, you know, there's some crazy guns out there for that kind of stuff. Um, all right, let's go to the phones and get the name of the caller so that when we return to the radio, we are directly starting with them. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Ron in North Poland. Hello, my friend. Don't, 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 don't. I don't, don't. I don't have to be on the radio. Oh, I always, see, I always hate that because that, uh, I just want to, I just want to bring you on the, I always love to have these conversations on the air, but go ahead, Ron, if you don't want to wait. Tell, okay. Tell well, we, 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 well, it, it, it's a, I would suggest that Carlene, if she has GCI service, that her phone must be directly linked to my TV. <laughs> it's possible it's quite possible you have, have a good day sir <laughs> thank you man have made me swallow my own spit all right um <laughs> uh okay what do we got here uh sig 365 x macro is it worth the 800 dollars? i don't know I don't know. I don't know. Double barrel 410. Make it short. Slugs. Ouch. Well, it's like shooting the judge, right? I mean, the judge, the Taurus judge is uh, is a uh, uh, definitely an interesting pistol to shoot. Um, and uh, I know people who have carried it for concealed carry. It is what it is. Um, how accurate is an original World War II Noticing, I think Mosin Nagant is what Seth's acting. I had one available the other day, and the bolt felt extremely slipe, sloppy, like it was about to fall out when it's all opened all the way. But I didn't get it, but still considering. Seth, you know, Mosin's, like any other rifle, depends on the maintenance and the care uh, of it. But one of the world's most feared snipers during the Battle of Stalingrad <laughs> used a Mosin Nagant. They can be very accurate. They can, but it's like any rifle, you know. Each one is made to, you know, has slightly different tolerances and anything else. They can be very, very accurate. Um, Ron needs to be the voice of National Geographic documentaries. Oh, Ron from North Pole, because he's, yeah, he's, he's got, he's got a little bit of that. I always, you know, I always ex expected him to be voicing like the Gator Country ones, you know, Gator Country. Um. Okay, uh, I guess that's it. I guess we're all caught up. SIG 365. Uh, somebody will have to give me a range report because I haven't seen it or heard about it yet. All right. 
uh, we're going to go. We're going to go do our thing. We're going to jump into it. And we're going to do it. Hour two of the Michael Duke Show and Firearms Friday up next. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The Michael Duke Show. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Yep, Firearms Friday, your chance to sound off on issues of a 2A nature right here on The Michael Duke Show. Hello, my friends. How are you doing? How are, how are you? Are you ready? Are you ready for Friday? I'm ready. <laughs> this is it. This is it, baby. This is it. The end of the week. I mean, I've still got to work tomorrow. I've got stuff to do tomorrow, but uh, Sunday is my is the first day off in like 15 days, and I'm like, okay, I can do that. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> a little punchy, but I'm happy. It's all good. Welcome to Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a two way nature, uh, to talk about guns and gun rights and firearms laws and uh, tips, tricks, tactics, the whole thing, anything you want to talk about. And of course, the phone line is open. 907-433-3150. It's gun Q&A all day, meaning we're answering questions and talking about, well, whatever it is that you want to talk about, as well, long as it's firearms related, uh, we can talk about all these things. Uh, I promised some good news uh, today, some of the the good news, um, but not the usual, because usually the good news, which I get a lot of it from the Good News Network, um, is, you know, not political, not whatever and everything else. But today is uh, 2A good news, good news, the 2A good news. We're going to talk about that as well, plus the do as I say, not as I do crowd, the only ones now You'll recall that earlier this month, outside a Philadelphia high school, there was a shooting. And uh, it left a 14-year-old dead and four other teens wounded. Now, this is a tragedy. Absolute. Anytime something like this happens, I just cringe inside because I, I feel so badly for the families. And everything is going on and the madness that surrounds it. In a tragic situation, uh, it happened. And Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney then turned around and blamed the whole thing on the lack of gun control in the city and the state. 
Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. It's just he declared that even declared that the gun store that had sold the ammunition to one of the suspects should be held accountable for the I mean, even though this guy had no way of knowing because there's no background checks on ammunition. Well, that's what we really need is background checks on ammunition uh, because he had no way of knowing that this person was a prohibited person. Right. Not it. Well, it turns out, ironically enough, that the person that police believe is responsible for selling two of the guns used in the shooting knew that he was not only giving a gun to somebody not eligible to receive it, but was also breaking the law by doing so. How do they know? How do they know that he knew that he was breaking the law? Because it turns out that the guy who sold the guns was a Philadelphia sheriff's deputy. Police are the only ones that should be trusted with firearms. A Philadelphia sheriff's deputy has been arrested for illegally selling guns on the street. According to the court documents, two of the guns used in the deadly Roxborough shooting on September the 27th, where a 14-year-old was killed and 14s were injured. Uh, according to the court documents, Samir Ahmad was employed as a deputy sheriff with the Philadelphia Sheriff's Office, where he allegedly sold two semi-automatic pistols and ammunition to a confidential informant. During the exchange, the informant explained to Ahmad that he was unlawfully in the United States and that he could get deported if he was caught in possession of the gun. And Ahmad responded, quote, you don't got to worry about none of that, unquote. According to a release, Ahmad made $3,000 from the illegal sale, which is, that's going to be a fraction of his upcoming legal fees. The former deputy who was fired from the department on October the 19th, the same day that federal agents arrested him, now faces up to five years in prison for firearms tra trafficking, as well as selling a firearm to a, personal to a person unlawfully in the United States. Now, I wonder if Mayor Kenny is going to come out and say, well, you know, we should, <laughs> we should still uh, prosecute the, uh, you know, the people who sold ammunition. Oh, wait a minute. It was one of my own police. I we'll just shut up. Turn that thing off. Uh, I mean, that you know, the remember, that's what they say. Well, here's what they say. Police are the only ones that police and the military should be the only ones that have firearms. And then, you know, 212 seconds later, they're like, defund the police. They're abusing. I mean, it's as bad as Brady. Come on. Seriously. That's, that's, that's the same argument. The Nazis were then Zionists at the same time. Um, you know, we're going to we're going to only the police should have guns, but we should defund the police. It's just, you know, here's the thing. Uh, life will through, right? I mean, uh, the, the the black market will thrive. It doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, uh, whether you're in Australia, whether you're in Norway, whether you're in all these other places where you're not supposed to be able to get a gun. These people still end up getting a gun. How? Because criminals, newsflash, break the law. They break the law. But, uh, hey, don't worry about it. The land of brotherly love. The land of brotherly love. So you've got law enforcement officers helping to arm criminals. Do, I mean, is it any surprise that concealed carry applications are, you know, just exploding? With cities like Philadelphia and New York and Baltimore, it, Chicago, is it any surprise that citizens are looking to defend themselves? 
where police efforts to try and stop this stuff is the picture, it is the portrait of ineffectiveness. I mean, again, with a number in the city of Philadelphia, number of murders expected again to surpass 500 this year. A lot of people in Philadelphia have basically decided to start carrying a firearm for their own protection. Uh, Because, you know, now, no, having a gun does not guarantee their personal safety, but it gives them a fighting chance. And maybe the city of brotherly love can live up to its name once more when, because remember, an armed society is a polite society. So says Robert Highlight, one of my favorite authors ever. Okay, let's go back to the phone, see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Ray from North Pole. Hello, Ray from North Pole. What's on your mind? Well, I just like, since a hammer is going to be soon in an assault weapon, uh, I'd like to remind everybody of an old saying. If the hammer you're using isn't doing the job, get a bigger hammer. (laughs) It's true. Thank you. It's true. I mean, it couldn't, you know, it was an assault framing hammer, and now it's an assault sledgehammer. That's the, the, the thing. You know, it's an assault. It's the bigger one. You can have a sledgehammer, but the handle can only be 29 inches long. If it's 30 inches long, assault hammer. Assault sledge. It can only be one color. It has to have a bright yellow handle to warn people you're about to attack. If it has a wood-colored or a black handle... Assault hammer. I I mean, I'm mocking it, but those are about the same reasons why they gave for everything else, right? Um, All right. Let's go over here to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Randy in Fairbanks. Good morning, Randy. What's on your mind? Uh, I I got to say this. I am... I'm I'm going to say I'm happy that Mr. Pelosi got beat up, but it couldn't have happened to a better guy. And, uh, <laughs> I'm just I mean, uh, wondering, uh, you know, yeah, when when the assault hamper bill is going to come out, you know, from Mrs. Pelosi uh, yeah. to uh, ban uh, hammers. Well, you know, I've never. And, you know, you were talking about uh, different different uh, colored uh, uh, handles. I, you didn't mention uh, orange. I have a, a hammer with an orange handle. It's it's a heavy-duty one, man. Right. It's a heavy-duty one. Look, I'm never happy when somebody is assaulted, okay? I'm never – I'm never – but I just – I find that the irony of the situation, you know, while I'm – you know, I hope he's okay. I hope everything – the irony of the situation that he is attacked uh, in his own home with a hammer – um, is ironic, and again, it just points out the fact that, again, this idea that somehow it takes a gun to have a violent assault versus anything else just proves the point. And you're right. I mean, I'm trying to make the point that right, if right. the hammer's got, you know, oh, that hammer can only be so many ounces, right? That can, You can't have a 22-ounce framing hammer. <laughs> You've got, you can only have a small, fine finish hammer. If you if you got the, the framing hammer requires a permit. And again, the handle has to be blaze orange or bright yellow. It can't be black. It can't be dark brown. It can't be wood colored. It has to be blaze so people can see you yeah. coming. I mean, this is the same kind of rationale that they've used for years in, you know, putting out firearms regulations, which we've seen, I mean, by 
there's proof out there that they don't understand the things that they are legislating. They don't understand the details enough of firearms. The whole barrel shroud shoulder thing that goes up, Carolyn McCarthy comment proves it. I mean, she was a prime mover behind the assault weapons ban, and yet she didn't understand what yeah. any of that was. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, yeah. do you remember back with about 20 years ago um, that, uh, you know, a guy here in Fairbanks um, killed, I think, one or maybe two guys with a hammer? You know, they were his, they were his roommates. Right. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. No, again, where's the where's the outcry and the registration call for registering tools? You know, I mean, we look, uh, yeah, for, look, right. Randy, we saw this. We saw this in, in Britain. Remember when they outlawed guns in Britain? What happened? Well, they can still get guns and there's still gun crime yeah. in Britain. But what happened was the number right. of assaults using knives exploded. I mean, just absolutely exploded. So then they outlawed knives over a certain amount, and now they've got chefs around there where they have to, you know, register and get a, a permit or whatever to carry around a bag full of knives that they use as a chef. I mean, it's insane. It's still not stopping anything. You know, anybody with a with a with a length no. of with a length of uh, uh, of uh, you know car spring. And a grinder can make a knife or a sword or a machete or whatever. It doesn't take a whole lot, but you know what? We're going to register them all because that's going to stop it. Right. But, uh, well, uh, I'm sure that, you know, Nancy will have some kind of a uh, uh, bill uh, going forward. Oh, I'm sure. This. I'm sure. I'm sure. We're being facetious, of course. She's yeah. going to do no and, such and, thing. And, you know, good. don't they live in the a walled uh, compound. I would in, think that in, in, in San Francisco. Yeah, I think they live in some kind of gated community. So I mean, how did he wasn't supposed to be there to begin with? You mean he violated the law and the rules? He trespassed? Come on, that would never happen. That's why we have yeah. that law, right? All right, Randy. Thank you for right. your call. I appreciate it. Let's uh, go over here. We got one more call before we go to break. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Mike from Palmer. How you doing? Long time no talk. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind, friend? Well, you know, I was I pulled up the Fox News um, um, story on this, and apparently, this isn't the first time that they've been "quote unquote" attacked. According to the according to the news, they the uh, these radicals had spray painted dollar two K on one of their garages as well as other graffiti and yeah just here recently. So there's so they're not so it's, it sounds like this probably one of these left wing socialist Marxist wackos that did this. But the other thing that I think find interesting too is that I wonder if they, they purposely didn't use a firearm to defend themselves because if they did that then they would she would even look more like a hypocrite than, than she already is. Right. And that would hurt their election. I don't remember if it was Barbara Boxer or Dianne Feinstein, one of them. I think it was, must have been Boxer, who was pushing for all these gun laws and assault weapons bans and then ended up actually shooting an intruder in her own home. Uh, and having a little egg on her face. It for, was Boxer. It was Boxer, yeah, for having for having been an anti-gun zealot this whole time, never telling anybody that she owned a firearm and then having to use it. It is the kind of the ultimate of embarrassment to show that you are so, so hypocritical. Um, but, I mean, this is not like this is yeah, going to change Nancy Pelosi's position. 
Yeah, and, and the, other, the other thing, too, is that I wonder that from the timing standpoint, I wonder what would have happened if that previous DA in San Francisco kicked, kicked out because he kept on kicking people back out to the curb after, after a crime, what he, would have, what he would have done. Well, I don't know. Duh. Uh, maybe, just, maybe just rotated the guy back out onto the street and handed him a hammer and said, now be good. I mean, who knows at this point? I mean, you definitely, what are they going to do? Well, probably, probably giving him a rake. Well, I mean, I don't know, giving him a, you know, maybe they just, uh, you know, patted him, would pat him on the head and send him off and say, you're banned from going into any Home Depot. So don't go into any Home Depot, but, you know, you're you're free to go. Be a good person. <laughs> don't go to Home Depot. Don't go to Lowe's. Just be a good person. I think that's probably what would have happened. All right, Mike. Well, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. That brings us to the end of this segment. All right. We got one more. And then it's Willie Waffle. Oh, Nelly. Let's get it going on. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense. Liberty-based. Free-thinking radio. Back with more right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, okay, okay. I'm fine, fine, just fine. Fine, fine, just fine. (laughs) That's my wife saying, that's my wife's way of saying she's not fine. How are you? Fine, fine, just fine. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. Um. Palin hugs Peltola. Doesn't she know Peltola and Pierre people hate Trump and are. Robert, I hate to say this to you. I hate to burst your. I hate to break into your little world of heart and joy, but Palin is in it for Palin. She's not in it for you. It's just it's the way it is. It's just how it is. Palin is in it for Palin. Nice gal. Like her. Don't trust her because surprise. Um, I guess at least she didn't say she was voting for Peltola second like Burkowski did. Uh, David says the media are already blaming Republicans for the assault. Couldn't possibly be a thug walking the street thanks to Chelsea Bowden's lax enforcement policies. No way. No way. And uh, I think what we'll probably find out, and this story will probably go away like tonight, because as uh, Mike was saying, you'll find out that it was some radical left zealot who hated Feinstein's husband because of his being in the 1% or something and everything else, and that he's some left-wing radical of some kind. And this story will quietly die. Now, if it turns out that the guy who assaulted him is some kind of conservative or Republican or militia member or something else like that, it'll be in the news for the next two weeks. But if it was the other way, no, no. Remember the shooting on the Republican um, or on the congressional baseball field? Remember that back in the day when a shooter got down there and shot a bunch of uh, of the uh, several of the senators, uh, I think two or three, four, something like that. 
Of course, he was a left-wing nut job, and that story died immediately. I mean, like, the next day it was hardly mentioned. <clears throat> because it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit the narrative. Most people are like, what capital baseball shooting? See? I mean, you don't even remember it, right? I mean, how many of you remember that? How many of you remember that shooting? Honestly, until I just brought it up, how many of you actually remembered any of that? Not many. I would, I would venture to guess there's 45 of you in the chat room, and I would venture to guess that maybe 10% of you remembered about that shooting. And the fact that it was like... <clears throat> and the Fort Hood shooting also. Yeah, you're right. Soldier of Allah. Remember, he had that on his... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, and I wouldn't say it if I did, but you remember the Fort Hood shooter? On his business card for the for the military, because he was in recruiting or something, he had a business card, and he had SOA on there. And uh, because he was a soldier of Allah, that was what that was what it ended up being about. Anyway, but most people don't think about that shooting. Right. They don't think about the Scalise shooting because that was the name of the that was the name of the congressman that was most uh, injured in that near death was Scalise. Um, but remember how much the coverage of that just vanished overnight? Yeah. OK. Um, bah, 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 bah. Cold in Homer, says Greg. How cold is it, Greg? I saw that it was supposed to be in single digits. Which, down near the ocean? Ooh, I imagine that's kind of brutal. 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 Um, almost cost Scalise his life. Shooter ended up being a radicalized Bernie Sanders supporter. Yeah, I remember that. But again, the story went away. Crazy stuff. Zero degrees in North Pole. 18 degrees outside the uh, old radio studios here. 20 degrees in, in Homer. Still got you back, Greg. Oh, my gosh. We've got to go back to it. Amazing how that works. All right. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense. Liberty-based. Free-thinking radio. Like a chair, like a chair, like a chair. Here we go. Fights on. <laughs> I hate it when I forget to stop the timer. That's to remind me that I'm coming back onto the radio. That's what that's all about. Um, good morning and welcome to Firearms Friday. Yeah, ten, nine minutes, ten minutes left of gun Q&A today. 907-433-3150. Shall we, uh, that's if you want to sound off this morning. Shall we get to the good news? The good news. I mean, this is the Firearms Friday version of good news. Uh, a South Texas burglar picked the wrong home as a target this week. And is recovering from his injuries in the House of Many Doors, the Crowbar Hotel in jail. 
According to the Hidalgo County Sheriff's Office, deputies received a call at about 9.15 on a Tuesday evening about a burglary in progress in a, uh, in a rural part of the county. By the t- Which, again, that's one of the important pieces, right? About a burglary in progress at a home in a rural part of the county, meaning there was no four-minute response time. Right, which we can identify. My response time, if I called in right now and told the police I have an intruder, he's breaking into the home, I would be lucky if the state troopers got here within 20 minutes. Right? 20 minutes would be a fast response time. Anyway, rural part of the home. By the time the officers arrived, the burglary was over, and the alleged burglar was no longer in the house. Instead, they found him in a nearby field suffering from a gunshot wound. Upon arrival to the home, deputies talked to the homeowner who told authorities that the man had broken into their home through the garage. The homeowner said the man tried to get into the bedroom where she and her children had locked themselves to hide from the intruder. So they had retreated to the bedroom, last line of defense. So a a mother and her children... In the bedroom, 9.15 at night, this guy apparently did not just want to come into the house to steal something. He apparently wanted something else because he was trying to batter down the door of the bedroom. That's not a burglar. That's a home invasion. That's a a would-be rapist is what that is. He's not there to steal. If If he goes all the way into your house and you've retreated to the bedroom and he's got the rest of the house to himself to do whatever he wants, he's not stealing nothing. He's coming after you. That's a rapist, people. Anyway, the homeowner warned the Garcia, the assailant, that the police had been called and that she had a gun. When Garcia refused to leave and continued to try to get into the bedroom by breaking down the door, She shot him once through the door. Good for her. Good for her. The one shot apparently hit its mark as Garcia fled from the home with non-life-threatening injuries. Thankfully, the woman's ability to protect herself and her kids uh, with the intruder, and he never entered the bedroom where the three were hiding. None of them suffered any injuries uh, from the break-in. Hidalgo County Sheriff Eddie Guerra, uh, Guerra, meanwhile, praised the armed citizens in comments made after the arrest. Uh, He said, You have the right to defend yourself in your home against an intruder. I imagine she was in fear for her life, so she did what she had to do, and we support her. According to Guerra, Garcia and the woman knew each other, but Guerra declined to elaborate on the relationship. Uh, The woman, again, fired the shot through the bedroom door, hitting Garcia in the arm. Center of mass, sister. Center of mass. He was later found in a nearby field and was medically cleared at the Hidalgo County Jail. Um, There you go. I mean, she didn't have to worry about satisfying the whims of some anti-gun politician while exercising her Second Amendment rights, and she should not have to apologize for defending her children and her home and everything else. Whether this guy knew her or not, it doesn't matter. It was her home, and she told him to leave, and she warned that the police were on the way, and she did the right thing. That, my friends, is good news. That is the kind of good news, armed citizen stories, that I like to read. That, I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, Yeah, and... uh. 
That's it. it uh, Tawny in the chat room says 30 to 45 minutes for response time for her, depending on whether a trooper was located when they start to respond. Third at where she's at. And yeah, I mean, 20 minutes is a, for me, um, is a, uh, th- that's a fast estimate. Again, I'm well outside of anybody, any city police uh, jurisdiction. I'm way out in the hinterlands. 20 minutes would be a fast response time. You could expect probably closer to 30 minutes out where it is. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, you know, when seconds counts, when seconds count, the police are only minutes away. That's the old axiom. When seconds count, the police are only minutes away, which is another reason why you should be armed. Period. Because you can't wait. You know, why do you carry a gun? Because carrying a cop is too heavy. You just, you can't find one on every corner and you need to be able to, especially inside your own home, especially inside your, I mean, that guy's just lucky that she didn't have a 12 gauge loaded with four aught buck because that would have gone right through the door and him and he probably wouldn't have made it out of the house. Luckily, he just took one in the wing and, uh, and escaped, but, uh. I don't uh, I don't believe it's going to make any difference in the long run. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, what else we got going on here? What is any other stories I can jump on? That was pretty much it. Uh, that was pretty much it. Um, I've got some other ones, but we don't have nearly enough time. I sent Willie a text and said I wanted to get going a little early because we had a lot to cover this morning. So we're going to be talking to Willie Waffle up in just a minute. I will tell you that as fun as today has been, we're going to have to knuckle back down, folks. We're going to have to knuckle back down on Monday and get back into the political candidates. I know you don't want to hear it, or maybe you do. Maybe you do. We've got some good candidates coming up, though. On Monday, it's going to be Scott Kawasaki and Kevin McCabe are going to be joining us uh, on the old radio program. Scott Kawasaki and Kevin McCabe joining us on Monday. On Tuesday, it's Brad Keithley and Chris Story as usual, although Chris will be in the final segment. In between, at 7.05, we've got Brendan Carpenter, who's going to be running for uh, State House. Then Jim Matherly on Wednesday, followed by candidate Nick Begich for Congress. And then uh, on Thursday, Jamie Allard and Chris By. Mike Shower, the day before election. Mike Shower is going to be joining us at the 7 o'clock hour, the day before election. He will be officially the last interview before election day. All right, we got to go. The Michael Duke Show continues. It is your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break. Whew, man, so much this stuff. It's good to deal with the other stuff. Um, okay. Uh, what are we got here? Freddy's opinion. Oh, too bad he's recovering. <laughs> yeah, too bad he's recovering. Yeah, we should just, re- just remove him from the gene pool. <laughs> you know, maybe he'll learn. Who knows? Um, uh, glad her and her family are safe and unharmed. They will probably be traumatized for quite a while. And that's something you just get over. No, I mean, I imagine it was probably terrifying. I imagine that was probably terrifying. But the good news is, is that it all came out okay and mom protected them. And they will always remember that. They will always remember that in the face of the boogeyman, mom stood up and took care of the problem. 
That's 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 good. Um, no trooper coming till next day out here in the bush, weather permitting, said Willie. Yeah, I mean, some some response times are much longer than others. That's it. Um, that is thing. Um, aim for the head, double tap for good measure. They could get back up and retaliate. <laughs> it's it's uh, two, two to the chest, one to the head, rinse and repeat as necessary. There you go. There you go. Um, nobody remembers when shotgun Joe Biden said, if you're scared, just use a shotgun and shoot through the door. He did it. Remember, he also said, if you want to scare away an intruder, you just stick your shotgun out the window and you give both barrels a blast. And then somebody actually did that in a neighborhood where it was illegal to discharge a firearm. And for, I can't remember whatever. Anyway, he was on, basically he was being charged with it. And in the box when he was in court, he basically said, that's what Joe Biden told me to do. You know, uh, Harold says, where is Massey? That's a good question. Don't you think? That's a good question. A couple different emails actually had a chat with one of his campaign people who, who heard me say on the show that nobody had responded. And they sent me an email and said, well, what email did you send it to? And I told them I sent it to both these emails. Can you get me any more information? Crickets. Last time I heard anything. I'm not going to chase people down. I'm going to give you a couple chances. I'm going to send it to all your available emails and, t- and I'll tell But I'm not going to chase people down. I really wanted to get Doug Massey on for a, for a debate between Shower and Massey like we did between Gillum and Ruffridge. I thought that would have been amazing. But not going to happen. Is Massey worried about being asked questions? I think so. I think that there is a lot of, yeah, I think so. Uh, I believe that. Okay. Um, Shower's interview will be an excellent way to close out this poo parade we call an election. Yeah. Um, It's funny that the mayor of New York City, says Patrick, I'm going to push this up here said that you need to be proactive in your own safety on the subway, but you can't carry concealed because there's plenty of transit authority everywhere. <laughs> so much irony in that situation. So much irony. Ugh. This thing's getting hot this morning. So much irony in that situation. Yeah. Uh, Massey is too arrogant to lower himself to be interviewed. Really? Is that is that the thing? Is that what it's all about? I mean, uh, really? I say. Um, okay. Pelosi's 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 husband. Oops, Pelosi's husband should have had a gun. Mm, yeah. I mean, again, we were talking about the Barbara Boxer incident. Remember that she was so anti-gun, so this and that. Nobody should be armed. The police should be there. And then she ends up shooting a home intruder. And then it'd be like, mm, I don't know what you're talking about. I never said that. I never said that. Never. Um, <clears throat> if HB 203 had not died, the woman could be in violation of a new law. Was it HB 203 in Texas? Did I miss that? Texas? Uh, I didn't see the Alaska Watchman article, Tony. I'll have to go back and take a look at it. Um, if you want to drop a link in the chat room. That'll save me the trouble. Save me the trouble. <sighs> okay. Well. Oh. 
got a full day's worth of work, and then got work tomorrow, and then Sunday I'm going to sleep in. It's going to be so beautiful. It's going to be great. I imagine I will sleep for hours. And then we'll be back bright and early next Monday because, hey, why not? I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment. Absolute glutton for punishment. So do me a favor. A lot of people this morning said that they didn't get the Facebook notification. But it seemed like everybody got the YouTube notification. So even if you hate YouTube, you don't want to use it to chat with, at least go out and subscribe and ring the bell to make sure you get those notifications. And then you can open up your Facebook because I simulcast. They start at exactly the same time. So if you get a YouTube notification, it means we're on Facebook too. So go ahead and subscribe and then ring the bell to get notifications. You can do the same thing on Twitch. And there you go. Just go get it done. All right, my friends, we're jumping back into it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking. Oh, phone's ringing. Got to go. Here we go. Okay, I'm tired. That's it. I just I just want the weekend to be here already. But no, I guess I got more st- I got stuff to do this weekend. I don't know. I just want it. I want a vacation is what I want. That's okay. Every Friday it's like a vacation in here because we bring in Willie Waffle and he knows how to partay. Good morning, my friend. I feel like it's time to really enjoy the weekend. Yeah. I, I like to be your harbinger of the weekend. The harbinger. When you hear my Yes, when you hear my voice, you realize Dear God, it's the end of the show, and that means it's the weekend. That's right. It's the end of the show, and it's the week. If only that was true. If only that was true. Um, all right. Well, uh, dude, let's uh, let's dive in. There's some stuff and things going on here. Um, I don't know. What, what do I want to talk about first? How about uh, let me talk about the things that I don't care about because I have nothing to do with it, and that's Apple TV and them raising their prices. I've never had <laughs> Apple TV. I don't care. Uh, the world's largest corporation, at least their mo- at least their moniker is "Don't Do Evil." But I mean, you know, uh, Apple Apple TV hit me with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't do evil. Oh, we 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 can we can point out the hypocrisy that's, of that. That's Google, but, by the way. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know they you know they've done some evil too. But anyways, so yeah, Apple Apple Apple, which is worth two point six four trillion dollars. Says they they need to raise prices on Apple TV Plus. Mm, just, Why? Yeah, it's just not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's got to go from four ninety nine a month to six ninety nine a month, like ASAP. Like if you sign up right now, it's six ninety nine a month. If you're a current subscriber, your next billing cycle, boom, it's kicking in. So you probably only got a week or two left at four ninety nine. Damn. And uh, you know, I I love the explanation. They're like, you know, it's because. When Apple TV Plus started, we didn't have a lot of things on it, but we've added more content, and we've added more content, and darn it, it's just worth more. Yeah, we just we think it's better and better, and you know, I'm sorry. That's just that's how it is, and you guys have got to live with it. Sorry, suckers. Why, I mean, uh, why don't they just admit what's really going on? Okay, what is going here's on? What's, here's with what's it. really going Hit on. Me with it. Apple TV, and and I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be a big-time subscriber next year. So and the NFL has 
the DirecTV satellite package where you can watch any football game you want. And that contract ends with DirecTV this year. And Apple TV is going to make a massive move to purchase that so that everybody on the planet can subscribe to Apple TV plus a special package. I'm sure it's going to cost me like 300 bucks mm-hmm. and I will be able to watch any football game I want <laughs> over my computer. Hey, you know what? There you go. What more could you get? What more, what more could a man ask for? than just No, that's all it, I want out of life. Just I just want to be able to sit down on a Sunday afternoon and watch the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this year that's been painful, uh-huh, but it's uh-huh. going to be better next year. Uh-huh. And it better be better next year because uh-huh. if I'm paying like 25 bucks a game, yeah. I better get a better team. <laughs> it better be better. That's all I'm saying. It better be better. Um, all right. So everybody's going up. I mean, everything's going up, man. The cost of freight is going up. The cost of air is going up. Everything. Every time I went to buy something yesterday, you know, eight months ago, I was going to buy it. It was $79. Today was $155. I'm just like, okay. I mean, it was, I know it was just, it was painful. I just, I'm like, okay, this is the madness that is the inflation and everything else. And everybody's feeling all right, but who cares? It's Apple TV. I mean, I'm sure it's got some great stuff on it, but you got to be woke, apparently, to be able to pay the money to buy it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't care about it. Uh, Anderson Cooper. Uh, Anderson Cooper was arriving to work at CNN and apparently um, didn't like it. Didn't like it. He gets heckled, apparently. He gets heckled. It's it's like it, it it's like he's at a stand up comedy store, right? You know, and and this I you know listen, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more. Okay, so yeah, he was going to work at at CNN. I think it was, it was like last Friday, and there was some dude hanging out who followed him into the lobby, and uh, let's just say voiced his dissatisfaction <laughs> okay. with a story. That Anderson Cooper had done for 60 minutes. Okay. And he just, he wouldn't let go. And he kept accusing him of bias and investing in the company that he was covering. Eventually, Anderson Cooper, calm, cool, and collected. <laughs> of course he is. Started screaming at the guy, get the blankety blank away from me. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was enough. And this made it, what, all the way to YouTube, TikTok, or something? Yeah, he put it on TikTok. Or somebody did. Somebody put it on TikTok. And, uh, yeah, it's just, like I said, I'm surprised this does not happen more often. Because let's face it, these TV personalities, these news people, they're in, they're they're celebrities and, and public yeah. figures yeah. in a lot of ways. And, you know, let's face it, how, how many how many times have we seen politicians heckled when they've been out in public, yeah. you know, when they go to restaurants? Well, I think the same thing is going to start happening more and more and more to news people because, you know, let's face it, there's a big battle right now over Who's really telling the truth in the news and who's just trying to push their person? Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see that for sure. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, oh, here's something I do care about. Henry Cavell. This guy is a legend. I love me some Henry Cavell. He's a geek after my own heart. He gets all the geek, good geek roles. He's buff. He's strong. He's funny. Uh, he built his own PC on YouTube. Just, I mean, it was just great. Henry Cavell is back as Superman. Yes, the role that he just won't give up. He started in 2013 in The Man of Steel. He survived Batman versus Superman. He survived the Justice League. And everybody thought it was over, you know, because Ben Affleck's going off to do his own thing. And, you know, he, yeah, Henry's got, you know, The Witcher and some other stuff going on. And then. Am I supposed to say spoiler alert? I guess I should say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. alert. 
spoiler alert, he makes a cameo in The Rock's movie Black Adam no as kidding. Superman. Yep. Oh. And then on Monday, you know, after the after the you know the world had seen the cameo, he said, "Yes, it's true. I am back. I am going to be playing Superman again." And uh, he just he's like, "Get ready, here I come." Mm. So they're trying to revive Superman. The I, the thought is, and the and the theory is that this is going to be setting up not Batman versus Superman two, but Black Adam versus Superman. Oh, okay, because Black Adam is kind of the bad version of Superman. So, all right, I got it. That sounds good. I mean, I I, I just love him and everything. Uh, he just recently was announced that he is going to be Connor McCloud in a reboot of The Highlander. That's one reboot that I can get behind. I love The Highlander movies, but if you can update it now with, you know, the CGI and all the stuff and good actors, I'm down with it. That sounds like fun. I think it could be really cool you know, if they could figure out a way to bring back Sean Connery somehow. Oh my that God. would that, yeah. that would make it the ultimate Highline, <laughs> Highlander, right? It'd yeah. be like, dude, I thought. <laughs> yeah, I know his character. His character was the best thing in that movie. Um, yeah, I just it's anyway, it's too bad. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy, we're ready to do it. It's a Oh, my God. It's a holiday special. We know how all those <laughs> holiday specials go. Remember Star Wars? No, of course you don't. Oh, God. Oh, uh, God, no. All right, so no. hit oh, me with no. it. Oh, oh, dude, hit I remember I was watching the night it premiered. And even back then, as a six-year-old boy, I was sitting there going, this what is the wrong. heck is going on here? This, this stinks. <laughs> this is so horrible. This thing is wrong. Um, all right, so what do we, so what do we got here? We've got uh, we've got uh, 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 yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. It, Sorry, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. They're doing a, they're doing a holiday special. It'll be on Disney Plus. I want to say it starts November twenty fifth, and uh, you know they've they've done it's 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 a standalone. That kind of builds off of where where they left off at the end of the last Avengers movie. So uh, the story is that you know Star Lord is very sad, of course, uh, after what happened, and uh, and uh, Dave Bautista and uh, the gang decide they want to cheer him up by getting the one thing that will make him happy, the star from Earth that he truly idolizes. They decide to go and kidnap Kevin Bacon. <laughs> The six degrees of Kevin. Yep. All right. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. Kevin Bacon's in it. He's oh, playing man. along, oh, people. Oh. He is doing it. Okay. The trailer looks hilarious. I need to see this now. Oh, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait another month. Now, wait, when's the next Guardian movie coming out? It's supposed to be. Well, out... that's going to be like Memorial Day next year. Okay. So this is yeah. just this is just fodder to get your whips your your lips wetted for the next big deal. Yeah, and, and hopefully, I think it's supposed to be more of a standalone. I don't know if it's really supposed to fit into the, you know, the the Marvel Universe. I think that's to be seen uh, when we actually get some more details uh, about the special. You know, the, the big deal about this special is they wanted to announce, dude, Kevin Bacon's in here. Yeah, and and yeah. it's really funny because he, he, Kevin Bacon has spoken out about this. Like, you know, like he, he said that, you know. He learned about the the love of Kevin Bacon that Star Lord had because one afternoon he was walking down the street and he's like, "Yeah, I kind of want to see a movie. I, I've heard this Guardians of the Galaxy thing's pretty good." And he says, "I'm sitting there watching the movie and they're going on talking about Kevin Bacon and I'm, and I'm sitting there going, 
hey, that's me. That's kind of cool. And now he's part of the whole thing. All right. All right. You sold me on it. I'm going to watch it. And just let's fingers crossed. This is not a uh, repeat of the Star Wars uh, debacle. So it's okay. Well, uh, there's going to be a lot less cocaine involved. So I think this thing will be fine. Don't tell the kids, Willie. Don't tell the kids. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Um, anything else in the news before we jump to the streams? That's really it. Okay. You know, it's like, hey, you know, okay. it, it, everybody's kind of taking it a little bit easy this week. You no, know, I mean, you know, uh, you know, as you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with Kanye West that oh, I man. just know nobody, nobody here cares nobody about. Nobody here cares <laughs> about, but he, <laughs> yeah. even I have heard that he's lost his mind. So that's okay. We're, we'll, yeah. we can skip it, but uh, let's get to the streams. I'm going to hold Guillermo del Toro's uh, piece for the end because I really want to okay. talk about that. Uh, we got the good nurse and we've got Till. So Till, what, what go ahead. Yeah, so Till is uh, is the story of Mamie Till Mobley. Uh, you know, this is her search for justice after her son Emmett is brutally lynched in the 1950s in Mississippi. Uh, I want to say 1955 specifically, and it, it is one of the most tragic stories of of in American history. Uh, it is one of the major moments in the civil rights movement, and you know, so because it's such a well known story. You, you have to wonder, well, what are they going to bring to this movie that's going to be different, that we don't know, that's going to interest us? And and I think they do a brilliant job kind of focusing in on his mother and, and her battle. And, and you know, people who know the story know um, what she did, some decisions that she made, the way she fought uh, for justice uh, through uh, through this whole thing. Uh, but you really do get to see kind of that that inner story that 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 turmoil in her and the change in her you know the way she went from kind of this you know person who just wanted to get along in life didn't want to raise her head up too high just wanted to kind of you know have peace and quiet to becoming a just champion and a warrior and you watch that and i'm telling you right now get get ready to start hearing the name danielle deadweiler lots and lots and lots because she's getting an Oscar nomination for this movie. Oh, you think so? It's that good. Oh yeah, she she is that good. The movie's that good. I'm going for Waffles. I think it's Whoa. fantastic. <clears throat> I think it's definitely worth going to see. It's in theaters uh, this week. Uh, that just reminds me, Four Waffles, great. I'm all about. Didn't didn't at one point? Didn't you give a movie four and a half waffles? Remind me. Uh, I think it you, has to be something really special. I think it did. I think, I'm just yeah. remembering we gave one movie a negative waffle, negative one, and and yeah. I, I got to say that you did something on the other side. Okay, all right. Sorry. That and was, I'm pretty sure it was a Star Wars movie. My brain works that way. Fairly positive. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, Netflix movie, The Good Nurse. Yeah, and this is actually really cool. Uh, it's Jessica Chastain uh, in a true story, and, and believe me, believe it or not, the movie captures a lot of what really, really, truly did happen in this story. She's, you know, she's a hardworking nurse in New Jersey. She gets a new coworker played by Eddie Redmayne, and uh, people around the unit where they work overnight mysteriously start dying. And uh, it Whoa. might be the new guy. Whoa! Okay. Yeah. All right. And and you know if you if you do know the story, I mean this happened. This guy is considered one of the one of the largest serial killers in the history of the world. Oh man! And uh, and, and and you'll you'll learn more about that in in the movie. But you know this really becomes kind of a thriller, kind of a, a mystery. And uh, she actually gets involved in trying to help you know figure out what's going on because the hospital. Let's just say they just want the problem to go away. Mm. And, uh, and and as they investigate more and more about this guy, it turns out there were lost to hospitals that just wanted things to go away. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Uh, negative one to four waffles. What do you say about this one? 
I want three waffles. I think it's a really good Netflix movie. I think you know it loses a little bit of steam towards the end because uh, you know there's there's only so much uh, there's only so much mystery. Uh, we kind of know who it is from right from the beginning, <laughs> you know. So you know, wrapping it up, it kind of feels like they're going through the motions a bit. All right, we got just just about a minute and a half, I guess. A minute, okay. minute and a half. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Closet Cabinet of Curiosities, which maybe. Yeah, this is really this is really a lot of fun. It is definitely in the spirit of the Twilight Zone of Alfred Hitchcock. It is Guillermo del Toro presenting, you know, hour hour long, somewhere from forty five minutes long, uh, you know, just weird macabre stories, you know. And uh, you know, he's the host, so you get to hear him, you know, give his little spooky introduction. <laughs> and you know, it's just it's just a fun a fun Halloween type series. Uh, you know, they they rolled out a couple of episodes every day. Day this week, which is kind of different for Netflix. Usually you get everything in one fell swoop. They stretch this one out, so you had a couple on Tuesday, a couple on Wednesday. Well, now that it's Friday, all the episodes are out there now. Uh, but, you know, I really do like kind of the short story anthology yeah. kind of, of, yeah. of setup here. And, and the first one is awesome. I mean, like, yeah, th- there's good ones in here, but the first one with uh, Tim Blake Nelson as just the, the meanest, meanest guy who bids on uh, storage units is fantastic all right quick. and that happens to be the one written by del toro quickly <laughs> negative negative one to four waffles where are you at i'm at three waffles i want to watch it i just i want to see it i can't wait i'm gonna do it this weekend willie thank you so much for coming on board folks we're out of time gotta go monday we'll see you then All right, we were so close to running over everything there. I just, I don't know what I was thinking going on and on about the entertainment stuff. Why did I even talk about Apple? Who cares? Um, Guillermo del Toro. I mean, this guy is a genius. I mean, let's let's yeah. face it. He is a cinematic genius. Uh, the Shape of Water, uh, the original Hellboy movies. Uh, I mean, he's, I'm just trying to think of all the, he's done so much good stuff. Um, that uh, it, it's just it would be hard for him to do something bad with this kind of format. No, it, this, this is tailor made for him. I mean, you know, a guy who has brought us horror in in new and interesting ways. I mean, you know, with with the characters. I mean, that that's that's kind of been the the uh, the delivery for Del Toro is you know these crazy characters that you are from your nightmares that are so just you know spooky and evil and right. and this 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 series really helps bring that out. Now, you know, he he's he's a producer of the series. I mean, you know, he really wrote uh, the short story that the first one is based on. Um, you know, he didn't direct any of these. He didn't write any of the others. But, you know, you can tell, you know, he has a hand in this to help guide it a little bit. Um, and, and what I think this is really going to prime us for is this fall. Um, you know, Netflix has Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio coming out. Yeah. And, and, and the early buzz is it's absolutely amazing and fantastic. Um, you know, I, not to brag, I got invited to see it uh, a couple weekends ago. Uh, I did. I, I couldn't go to the city to check it out. But oh, man. usually, when when they're when they're when they're pumping it that early, they know they've got something really fantastic. Well, I can't. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to watch them all. Uh, they looked. I watched all the trailers for whatever it is, eight, nine, ten of them, however many it is, all the different names of the stories, and it just, it looks like, it's like mini movie fest, and it just looks fantastic. I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to take a look at it. So, how many waffles again? 
I go three waffles. I okay. think it's a really good solid. I I think because the I got to see the first like three. Okay. And and the second one was 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 solid, but that first one was so good, like it just made the other two look average. Okay. Which is sad, which is probably unfair to them. Yeah, it's not not good. All right. Yeah. Well, Willie Waffle, WaffleMovies.com, my friend. As always, you are a joy, and you uh, you bring closure to my week. That's what it's all about. I appreciate that. I shall be your sunshine. Be my sunshine, my little ray of sunshine. All right, folks, <laughs> uh, Scott Kawasaki coming up on uh, Monday. Scott Kawasaki, we're going to start with him, and then it's going to be uh, Kevin McCabe. Uh, then on Tuesday, it's Brendan Carpenter uh, in the second hour after Brad Keithley, before Chris Story, then Jim Matherly, then Nick Baggage, then Jamie Allard, then Chris Bott. Next week is just packed full, and I think we're going to finish up the week with John Lott. I, I can't believe it. I've got almost a whole week scheduled, and I'm not even there yet. That's amazing. Uh, anyway, folks, thanks for coming on board and joining us. We will talk with you on Monday. Have a great weekend.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.